Welcome to the Posture Strength and Mobility Podcast. I'm Isaac Osborne, and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks, hacks, interesting musings, and much more in short, digestible episodes. To learn more about how you can improve your posture, strength, and mobility, check out the show notes for links. Onward with the show. Welcome to episode 17. In this episode, we're going to talk about how arm tension, shoulder position, can contribute to your neck pain. I'm going to give you two exercises to play with to try to help free up that tension in the arm and the shoulder to help then relate better to your neck. And I also have some integrator or massage gun tutorials for you to free up that arm tension again to help influence the neck and the neck pain. All right, let's jump right in. When we look at the arm and neck connection, look at all these muscles that connect to the rib cage and the neck, the spine, that are all connected to the arm. Now, what's hard to see here is, is really the fascial connections and the, the fascia that's around these muscles and, and how they're these continuous connections. But I'm gonna to try to explain it to you in a way that, that what I want you to understand the most is how these muscles cross joints but most importantly is their functions. And I'm going to go over their functions a little bit with the skeleton. I'm trying not to bore you too much with anatomy, but I want you to understand because I believe that understanding what's going on is a way for you to help yourself get out of situations. All right. So when we, when we look at, for instance, this muscle here, this muscle is called sternocleidomastoid, this muscle right here. And look how it connects to the backside of your head, the mastoid process right back here, but then it also connects down onto the clavicle or the, or the collarbone. So that positioning, depending on where the neck is turned, is going to influence the clavicle. Or you can look at it from a, a standpoint that what's happening in the rest of the arm repositions that clavicle, then it's going to reposition and how that function of that muscle is going to work because of its relationship with that clavicle. Look at this muscle here pec minor, how it connects to the shoulder blade, right? It connects right there onto what's called the coracoid process of the shoulder blade. Then that shares tendons with the biceps and coracobrachialis, this muscle, that muscle there, and wrong muscle, that muscle there, and that muscle there. So there's fascial connections in there that are much more deep than what this is showing. Then we go around to the other side, Look at this muscle here. This muscle is called levator scapula. And that muscle has direct fascial connections to supraspinatus. And if we look at the shoulder or the scapula position, that muscle is going to have influence on scapular position. And that muscle connects directly on to the vertebra of the neck right there. So if we, so if we imagine if your shoulder position right? It's down, back, forward. It's going to directly affect how it's going to pull on those, on the cervical vertebra. Then we have triceps, long head and the short head. And the, and the short head goes across and cross, crosses and connects to the scapula. And just goes on and on. As we go further down the arm, we have this muscle here, which is, is extensor digitorum uh, sorry, extensor carpi radius longus, and that crosses the joint. So whenever a muscle crosses the joint, it's going to influence uh, the bone that it's 
or, or its origin is from, in this case, the humerus bone, the arm bone. So depending on where that muscle is and its tension in space, it's going to influence how there's rotation in that bone, the humerus, and so forth. I think you kind of get the point of what I'm talking about. So all these muscles, right, are connecting. I just chose muscles, and then I've left some out. I left out the traps. I left out the lats. I left out uh, a number of muscles that also connect to the shoulder. But I wanted to show you these muscles, these smaller muscles, because these smaller muscles, well, not all of them. Your triceps and your biceps aren't the smaller muscles. They're more, they're more prime movers. But all these little ones, they're like they're specific stabilizers for your arm, and it relates directly to your neck, the positioning of the arm. So let's take a look at through the skeleton. I want to show you some different positions and how the different positions of the arm can cause strain into the neck. The position that I have the shoulder right now from the side, what you're seeing is basically the correct, roughly the correct position the shoulder should be in. Um, the skeleton was more off there. So we should, the shoulder essentially should line up close to the center of the ear. So center of the shoulder joint lining up close to the, the um, auditory meatus of the ear right there. So when it's here, you can see that the arm is basically just hanging down. Gravity is, if there's a pendulum, if we treat the arm as a pendulum, then it, the arm is, is just hanging here. So muscle, muscle tension essentially is even. Now, if I switch this position, and this is the position of most, most people's shoulders, where their ribcage position will change, and then also the shoulder rounds forward like this. So I see how I'm, I'm going to over-exaggerate this so you can see it very well. Now the, the shoulder blade is basically moving forward of the ribcage, and then the shoulder blade is rounding forward. So it's coming up into this position. Now, once that happens, the, the shoulder should ha still hang there. But what ends up happening is people go to this position. They actually end up pulling their elbow behind them. And you can see, if you can see these muscles here, so this is infraspinatus and teres minor, these muscles actually tense up. See how they, they bend there. And then, so what the, what's happening is the origin and insertion are getting closer to each other. And that means those muscles are starting to contract. Once that happens, then you start having contraction through the bicep. And then you also start having contraction through the flexors and these other muscles like extensor digitorum longus and the uh, corcorobrachialis and all these muscles uh, down here uh, that cross the elbow tend to start getting tense as well. But they, they're more of an elongated contraction rather than a contraction that is, is more neutral. So then you also have uh, that, that large muscle uh, that looks like fingers. It's called serratus anterior. Serratus anterior starts pulling forward and then... Now imagine for a second, once this starts getting pulled, pulled forward like that, then you have the traps becoming elongated. So the trap muscle is starting to become elongated and then it, it basically kind of pushes the head forward like so and starts compressing the cervical vertebra. That cervical vertebra is getting compressed and then remember that muscle levator scapula that attaches from here to here. That muscle is going to attach right here on the side of the neck and then it starts yanking, basically yanking the neck over like that. So this arm tension that people have directly feeds into the neck. If your arm, if your if your shoulder and your arm aren't stabilizing properly on your back, then you're going to get a pulling effect. Because look at this. This is following gravity, right? Gravity is going down like this. So gravity is pulling down this way, and then the muscles are getting tighter and getting pulled down with it. So gravity becomes your enemy at this point. When you engage the traps properly, 
rhomboids properly and these other muscles uh, properly spinal erector muscles, rib cage position, neck position, then you're more anti-gravity. And we want to be more anti-gravity because gravity is a constant force that is exerting pressure on us, force on us, constantly going towards the ground. There's no reason to help gravity out in that aspect. The more we help gravity out, the more it degrades our structure and our posture. So having this position of your shoulder blade and your rib cage in the correct position, shoulder blade stabilizing on your back properly, is going to feed directly into your neck health. Rib cage position, shoulder position, it helps influence the cervical spine. This is why it's so important for you to have good alignment in your shoulder and your arm and your rib cage and everywhere else. Let's now take a look at some exercises and massage gun techniques for you to help free this up. So the first exercise that we're going to do is what we're going to do is we're going to face the wall. So this is a really good exercise for people that don't aren't able to lie down on their back because their their neck pain is so acute. What you're going to do is you're going to bring your hands on the wall like this. Your your feet are going to be pointing straight forward, and you're going to be your feet are going to be about six inches from the wall. With your feet about six or six or eight inches from the wall, you're going to place your hands on the wall and you're going to bend your elbows at ninety degrees. So from here. What I don't want you to do is what most people do is they kind of lean really close to the wall and their elbows get behind them. Try to stand up nice and straight. Elbow lines up with the shoulder joint. Now more than likely your shoulder might be rounded. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to slightly elevate the shoulders and then squeeze them back just a little bit. And you're focusing on this area of your back. You should feel these muscles here kind of pinch up slightly back here. Don't, don't pinch too hard to where you're like pushing you're literally pushing the rib cage forward you don't want excuse me you don't want to do that because then you're actually just creating a downward pull on the shoulders and you still you're still rounding the shoulders so feet straight about six inches six to eight inches from the wall shoulders slightly up and just slightly back then here bring your chin down and bring your head slightly back so from here you're holding this position palms are on the wall, fingertips are pointing towards the ground, wrists are the same height as your elbow, and you stay here. So what, what this is doing is just stretching the forearm, but it's also helping you kind of reposition the shoulder blade. And while the shoulder blade's in this position, it's going to open up that, that muscle like pec minor, it's gonna contract properly that levator scapula muscle, it's gonna, trap the, it's gonna contract the traps, hopefully correctly, if you got the shoulder position correct. So you stay here for about a minute. That's our first exercise that we, that I would have somebody do with really acute cervical pain is to help reset the shoulders, reset the rib cage, reset the next position, and stretch out anything that's going on in the forearm. For the next exercise, you can be lying on your back, place your feet on the wall, and you have a 90 degree angle at the hips, 90 degree angle at the knees. With your legs in this position, interlace your fingers like so. Notice that I'm, I'm making, uh, basically trying to get as close to 90 degree angle at my wrists as possible. So 90 degrees at the knees, 90 degrees at or as close as you can. If this, is, if this is too hard for you, just go ahead and put your legs on a chair or a couch or something like that. So ideally, elbows stay straight. Play with your shoulder blade position. Most people, when they, when they get into this position, their shoulder blades are off the ground. And if you try to push your shoulder blades down towards your pelvis, 
what's going to happen is it's going to be hard for you to set your shoulder blades down on the ground. Whereas if I just kind of relax my shoulder blades here, then, or if I slightly bring them towards my ears and then let them go down to the ground, you can feel your shoulder blades go onto your back. The arms here, stay in this position, then keep your elbows straight. And as you bring your arms over your head, what I want you to do is kind of shrug those shoulders and shrug them towards your head as you bring them over. And you should be able to reach the ground with your elbows straight. Now, what most people do is they end up bending their elbows and then they can reach the ground. This shows you how much tension and loss of range of motion you actually have in your shoulders if you can't keep them straight. So keep your elbows straight and then go as far as you can keeping the elbows straight. Because if you also, if you have too much tension in the ribcage and you're pulling down, you're really tightening up the abs and you're really pulling down your ribcage towards your hips. If I do that right now, what you'll see is that uh, I can only go so far. That's basically as far as I can go with my arms over my head. And it basically starts to pinch on the shoulder joint. So just think about your shoulders kind of going up and back and dropping to the floor as you bring your arms over your head. And notice that my rib cage, my belly is dropping back, my rib cage is opening up. I'm not pushing my rib cage towards the ceiling because if you're pushing the rib cage towards the ceiling, that means you're hyperextending your back. That hyperextension in the back is going to then actually cause more rounding in the shoulders and you lose range of motion. So while you keep your arms straight, and your spine is flat and rib cage is going towards the head, arms going to the head, you're shrugging those shoulders, you're stretching out all these muscles, lats, teres major, minor, triceps, pec major, pec minor, and you're getting activation of rhomboids, traps, all those muscles in the back of the shoulders while you're keeping your spine straight. That allows this tension in the arms to be opened up. You may even feel a stretch if you start, if you're really doing it correctly in the forearm or possibly in, in, in the uh, extensor part of the arm on the top of the forearm. So do that, hold that position there like this, breathe, and then exhale. So inhale, exhale. And like I always say, you want three to four second inhale, belly, two thirds in the belly, one third in the chest so that you're getting a nice expansion and then when you exhale let that expansion slowly go so that's your second exercise for helping relieve tension in the arms and shoulders to help your neck out before i get to the massage gun technique and release of the muscles check out the links in the show notes because in there if you have your own massage gun you can sign up and get access to my protocols and tutorials and if you don't have a massage gun, you, there's links in there for you to purchase the integrator, the mini integrator, or the large integrator also to get access to my membership program of corrective exercises. I have over 100 classes in there. It's a coaching platform. I can guide you through exercises that are specific to you. Once you sign up, you say, hey, Isaac, I have this issue, and I'll tell you what classes to do, how long to do it, and so forth. Check out the show notes in the link. And now we are going to start with the integrator techniques and protocols. For the massage gun, what you can do, I have two. I have my mini integrator here with the, with the flathead attachment, and then I have my large integrator here with the fork head attachment. I have, I can obviously change these head attachments, but it's just for speed of reference for the video. So I'll turn on the mini integrator, use the flathead first. You line on your side just like this, 
place your palm down, use a pillow. I have this block because I don't want it to mess with my mic. Then we're going to run along. So palm down on the ground. We're going to run along the extensor part of the forearm. Kind of go up the forearm like this. And the reason why we're lying on the floor is it actually allows the arm somewhat to relax more while we're in this position. And with the palm down, you're actually giving a stretch to these muscles, these extensor muscles here. And you just run back and forth on them. You can stay in one spot, hang out there, do some cross fiber work below the joint, and then go also above the joint and do the same thing. Then turn your palm up and get the bicep. Just kind of leave it right here on the bicep. Then you're getting both heads there. And then keep the palm up like so. It's a great way to do it. Help release the bicep. You can even kind of roll on your upper body like so. And that gives you a little bit lengthening through the bicep as you hold the integrator or massage gun in that position. Then go below the joint as well. So again, palm up. Move some rotation. So I'm moving my rib cage and my shoulder. That's, has, that, that's having a direct fascial connection effect to the, lower for, uh, to the lower forearm while you're in this position. You can also take the, the large massage gun, in this case, the large integrator, turn it on a speed of one, then use the fork attachment, palm down again to get those extensors, and do some cross fiber work. So we're doing some cross fiber work. It, it helps thread and kind of spread those fibers sideways which can be a great release into the muscles of the forearm. Then do the same thing, palm up, and you can, you can always move towards the, ant, the hand and back up, or you can do this cross fiber work on the forearm here. Kind of, you can even angle it and kind of push there and hold in that position, like so. Notice I have the gun around a 45 degree angle. Only one part of the fork attachment is going into basically uh, a septum of the muscle between the flexors and the extensors of the forearm. Then also you, you get to get into the bicep here like so. So those are typically areas that are not reached by people when they're having neck issues and it has a direct relaxation effect into the shoulder and into the neck and can help you out immensely with your neck pain. All right, that's today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know if you have any questions or comments in the comment section, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a positive review so others may find it and get help too. Check out the show notes for links on how to win a mini integrator massage gun, posture strength and mobility classes that focus on corrective exercises, or self-myofascial release protocols for neck pain, back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, and much more with my massage gun, The Integrator. Until next time, keep exploring your body and stay curious.